However, with Christian hip hop, there has historically been an unhealthy expectation. If I don't like one thing in The Chosen, it's all the devils. And instead of seizing the opportunity to use that as an evangelistic moment, because Kim Kardashian posted it. Now to me, if Kim Kardashian posts one of my songs, Bruce Lawn. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In my opinion, Christian music, Christian hip-hop specifically, should be the biggest genre in the world. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It should be the biggest genre in the world. Just out of sheer marketability in that most people identify as Christians loosely, in terms of how many people identify as Christians, in terms of the fact that it's cleaner, clean, and, and there's no profanity in it, and that um, and it's also a good evangelistic tool to start conversations. Okay, So in my opinion, Christian hip-hop should be the biggest Biggest genre, the biggest subgenre within pop music, whatever, okay, in my opinion. But what happens is the consumer tends to have very bizarre expectations. Why am I saying this? In the previous video, I talked about Lecrae going on Sway's Universe. They had a beautiful conversation. Shout out to Sway for always platforming uh, guys like Lecrae and Andy Mineo and, and Christian hip-hop artists, okay? It's not the industry controlling the artist. By the way, it's not the industry. We got to stop blaming the industry. Are there certain things that 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 will uh, get censored, like a murder, murder song about animals, and other things won't get censored, like murder, murdering your own kind? Yes, that is true. Okay, that is wrong, unequivocally. But we got to stop blaming just the industry, and and I'm going to get to that point. Okay, the industry is going to operate off of whatever's in the best interest of the industry, which is at the end of the day, profits. The industry is about profits. Most industries are. The music industry tends to be even more cutthroat because it tends to be less ethical concerns for how the music can impact people. Okay? What you listen to is usually the soundtrack for your life. Whether that's it's first the soundtrack and then you just you, you do, then you create the soundtrack, or you the soundtrack creates in the in the aspect of art becomes life. Okay? It's it, it doesn't matter. One or the other. You either live it. And then you find music that 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 supports it, or you 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 start being influenced by music you listen to, and then your life becomes that. Usually, that's why what music is now. What people choose now in 2022 is less relegated by just corporations, multinational corporations. It's much less relegated by that. It's much more relegated by algorithms. Now, algorithms are um, agnostic to whether you're a Christian rapper, a Muslim rapper, a Jewish rapper, the algorithm is looking for the best thing to put in front of the consumer. That's it. The algorithm wants you to stay on their app longer. That's it. The more you stay on an app, the more you will get uh, like and, 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 and exposure for said creator that keeps you on the platform longer. For TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, they're all the same. Now, with music, it's going that way. What you like on Spotify, they'll recommend similar stuff for you on Spotify. However, with Christian hip-hop, there has historically been an unhealthy expectation, and this is what I mean. Christianity, Protestant Christianity, is very divided. It's very, it's very conflated. It's very divided. Because our movement started on the back of a protest. Rightfully so. 
Okay, a little church history for you, Martin Luther. Reformation, you're trying to reform the Catholic Church. That's the Western arm of the church. By the way, there's other arms of the church. But Martin Luther's trying to reform things, and it didn't quite go his way with the Catholic Church. And so he ventured off and started Protestantism. Now, what happened afterward is that we kept having more splits and more splits and more splits and more splits. And now we have 300 denominations in America, and they say about 40,000 worldwide. There's a lot of denominations. So what does that mean? That means we, as Protestants, which is a huge demographic of people, you're talking about 70 million, 70 to 100 million in America alone. 70 to 100 million in America alone. They say about 12 to 15 million of those folks tithe regularly. Okay? The largest evangelical uh, Protestant denomination is the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, you may not be familiar with it, but it has thousands of churches, including churches like Rick Warren's Saddleback Church and Stephen Furtick's church, all got their start there. This is a massive demographic of people. And we're just talking about the people that go to, to an evangelical Protestant church. But what happens is we then tend to protest everything. And, and, and this creeps into our mentality around everything. I don't like my denomination's slant on this, so I'm going to go start a new denomination. I don't like my pastor's take on this, so I'm going to go find me a new pastor. We disagree, and we protest, and we start over. And this is why we have 300 different denominations. This creeps into how we consume music. Because instead of saying, okay, eh, not the biggest fan of XYZ, however, I'm going to support it more from a, I see the bigger picture. We're, do, we're very bad with seeing the bigger picture as Protestants. We're very myoptic in our view of things. And, and we don't, we're not the best critical thinkers. What we do is all or nothing thinking. If I don't like one thing in the chosen, it's all the devils. Okay, you don't like one. Okay, you're uncomfortable that there's an executive producer on the chosen scene that's a moment. Okay, you don't like the fact that Jesus was rehearsing his sermon on the mount at the end of season two. Okay, fine, I get it. But you don't like one thing, and then you create a binary, all or nothing type of thinking. This is this is applicable to everything. I'm gonna bring it full circle to Christian hip hop. I got this comment immediately after I uh, sway in the morning was interviewing. Uh, excuse me, Sway's university he was interviewing Lecrae, and he says, "Hey, you guys caught a record with coming in hot." Which, by the way, a lot of Christians were upset about. Why? Because Kim Kardashian posted it. Now, to me, if Kim Kardashian posts one of my songs, guys, that's a massive W. That's a massive W. If Kim Kardashian posts one of your songs, it's Kylie Jenner, whoever. Coming in hot was a bona fide mega viral moment. And instead of Christians being happy and seeing the bigger picture, we split hairs about who was and wasn't promoting it, about how preachy and how many Jesus bars per minute it had, and instead of seizing the opportunity to use that as an evangelistic moment to say, oh, you like that song from Coming In Hot? Check out this other song Lecrae did about Jesus. Oh, you, you want to go with me to see The Chosen? I'll buy you a ticket. We can go and see season three, one and two, uh, episode one and two in theaters right now. I'll buy you a ticket, and I'll, and I'll leverage that to evangelize. Instead of doing that, we have all or nothing, awful critical thinking, and getting caught up in the weeds. And... In the interview with Sway's universe, Sway told him, hey, man, you guys you guys dropped some gems on Coming In Hot. You guys shared some things on that record that was reflective or indicative of your worldview as Christians. I don't know if Sway's a Christian. I, I don't know what Sway believes. But he's platforming Christians. This is important. This is good. This is a good thing. Shout out to every, every person that may not believe what I believe but is willing to put me on their platform. Folks like Valuetainment and Adam Sauce and... Right, thick and slick podcast, and all these brothers, all these podcasts that I've been on, Brandman Sean, 
may not agree with everything I agree, but they'll, they'll put me on their platform and they'll let me share my perspective. It takes a very mature person that may not be a follower of Jesus to platform followers of Jesus because we believe some controversial things. But nevertheless, here's Sway platforming them and saying, hey, there's something to that song where you guys were sharing truth or sharing your faith. Y'all had some gems in there and that record took off organically because it touched the algorithm. And unfortunately, Christians, did, in my opinion, were more caught up in fighting and dividing over it instead of seeing it as an evangelistic opportunity. Now, I dropped the video. I mentioned that part. This just happened. And I said, hey, this is what Sway said, okay? And uh, someone dropped this comment. I don't know who this person is. Scan through the lyrics of Coming In Hot Again, and I don't see stuff in there that's still pointing to the truth. That's the comment. It's a comment that a lot of you guys will say. Here's my response. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uber, this is the lyrics now. This is the lyrics of Coming In Hot. Yeah, I know I'm ratchet, but I'm really saved. Hot sauce dripping. Everybody want to start dipping. First, nobody want to listen. Now everybody pay attention. Now everybody pay a fee. Even Trump got to take a knee. When the horn blow, y'all going to see, make the wall foul down like ye. Okay, now that's not the most prolific, deeply theological bar. But it is an overt profession of faith on the craze part. Now, I wouldn't call myself ratchet and saved, but he's clearly saying, I'm really saved. Then he goes on to say, uh, first, nobody listen, now everybody pay attention. He's talking about nobody listened to Christian hip hop. Now, people were paying attention to Christian hip hop on the biggest song, ironically, from a Christian hip hop artist. I like that. Even Trump got to take a knee. When the horn blow, y'all going to see, make the walls found fall down like he. What do you think he's talking about? What do you think he's talking about? He's talking about Jesus coming back. So it's a, it's a nod to the walls falling down in Jericho. Now, some of you goobers need him to yell Jesus at the top of his lungs in order for you to recognize this as a Christian song that's suitable to your liking and your preference. Ignoring all along that there's actually two books in the Bible uh, that, that, that don't mention God. Did you know that? No, you didn't know that, did you? The book of Esther and the book of Song of Solomon doesn't mention God. Lecrae is telling you that he's saved and that when the trump blows, y'all going to see everybody going to take a knee. Multiple references to scripture from the balls of Jericho coming down to every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. Yet, it's still not good enough. For Christians, it's still not good enough. And this goes back, I think, in a broader issues. And I'm a Protestant to the macro issue of how we process information, how we think about things, and how divided, and, and not just divided, but divisive we are. That there was a lot of folks that, that, that till this day, think Lecrae sold a soul to the Illuminati, and yada, 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 yada. And it's really sad, because Christian hip-hop should be the biggest subgenre within hip-hop. Christian hip-hop could be a great force for evangelism. And we got to stop blaming these corporations and start looking in the mirror and say, why are we so divided over this stuff? Why are we so frustrated? Listen, if you like more overt worship music, praise God. I do too. If you like music that's, that's, that, that's more preachy, praise God. I'm not mad at you. If you want music to, to, to teach and, 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 and teach you theology, I'm not mad at you. I'm not. However, don't conflate that with how a Christian should and must behave within the, 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 the expression of this specific art. It's really sad. It's really sad. And so I think 
in an attempt to celebrate a moment that could be used for evangelism, we rather be picky and, and, and fight over it. And by the way, by the way, imagine, imagine if they had social media when C.S. Lewis was writing Chronicles of Narnia. Imagine if they had <laughs> this when J.R.R. Tolkien was ri writing uh, Lord of the Rings. Imagine if these things were around back then. Those brothers were getting together at a pub weekly and having drinks. You guys would lose it. You guys, you guys would lose your mind, right? And so, and so we're divided over things, politics, social issues, instead of just saying, hey, this is a moment. And if the main thing and the, is the main thing, which is the gospel and, and, and contextualizing the gospel and that it's not a one-size-fits-all, it's not just your denomination that got it right and your way of presenting the gospel that got it right, that it, it's actually a holistic aspect. Imagine if, 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 if social media was around when Martin Luther was around. Martin Luther was out here cussing at folks and doing all kinds of wild stuff. I'm not saying that stuff is okay. I'm saying people are complicated. I'm saying that there's a macro win, and then there's the micro disagreements that we could have in-house conversations about. Hey, this clip is from our daily after-party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month where you get access to the replays of our daily after-party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. Now, if you're like, meh, I don't want to sign up for $5 a month. I don't need another recurring subscription. Listen, I get it. You could also make a donation using PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo, but, but we really want to get you on Patreon. I promise you, the perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace! And it said that Simeon blessed God.